This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. If you'd like a free guide that explains the hidden link between relaxation and the Law of Attraction, or if you want more information about my books or my coaching, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. So I wanted to connect today a few of the main themes that we always talk about, and also bring back in some of Emmett Fox's main ideas and link them together with some of the recent discussions we've had about letting go, just the practical application of letting go, and also how that relates to some of the material that I wrote about in The Joy of Not Thinking, because they're all linked together, as you would expect. If you're familiar with this podcast, you obviously already recognize the link between all of these different types of approaches to the law of attraction and just to spirituality in general and just to self-improvement in general, right? All these things are linked together. And like I said, I thought we'd bring Emmett Fox back in because he really is a wonderful teacher in regards to talking about how to be non-resistant, how to become less reactive. He famously wrote that small pamphlet called The Seven-Day Mental Diet which is a, a wonderful pamphlet that I highly recommend um, you read. Again, like most of Emmett Fox's stuff, it's extremely short and extremely refined in what he's talking about, the seven-day mental diet. Also, shout out to Joseph Rodriguez, who has done several YouTube episodes about Emmett Fox and his mental diets. I recommend listening to some of the commentary that Joseph has done about the seven-day mental diet because it will... I think, deepen your understanding and your implementation of what Fox is talking about. And I thought we could, again, expand upon all of this today in this episode. So I actually wanted to read an excerpt from a longer book that Fox wrote, another very famous book called The Sermon on the Mount, which is about Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. It's a great book. As I said, it's much longer than most of the stuff that Fox is famous for, but it's definitely worth reading. We've already talked about the golden key, Emmett Fox's golden key in this podcast. And what I'm going to read to you now definitely is going to bring that up again, even though he's not using the exact same words. So let's start on this excerpt. I'm going to stop at several points just to kind of expand upon what he's saying. But Fox wrote, Quite simply, the spiritual ideal is the understanding of the basic fact that good is permanent, omnipresent, and all-powerful, and evil, a temporary, insubstantial belief, without character of its own, which is destroyed by scientific prayer. Thus, what may be called the secret of spiritual treatment is not to wrestle with the error, which only gives it further life and power, but to destroy it by withdrawing from it just that very energy of belief that gives it its body. The only existence it has is that which you give it by temporarily ensouling it with your thought. Withdraw this, and it fades into nothingness. You have thought the error into existence, consciously or, more often, unconsciously. Now unthink it. It is always your thinking that matters. So again, if you're familiar at all with what we talk about in this podcast, this is going to ring or resonate deeply with you. There's an inherent good here. And that inherent good is always here. And what we have a tendency to do 
what we seem to almost always do is cloud up that inherent good. Forget that inherent good that's always there and self-impose lack, limitation, and fear onto our lives. But what is, is inherently good. And that's why we often in this podcast are doing meditations and pausing to be in the moment. Just to recognize this inherent good that is there. That's also why I say you can do extremely active things, playful things, like I talk about in The Joy of Not Thinking, and then stop being serious, and then wild calm. Jump up and down, get really, really active, and you'll notice that your thinking, your limiting conscious thoughts are not what's real in a deeper sense. What's real is nonverbal. And that nonverbal thing that is very, very real is inherently good. As Jan Fraser says, it's a causeless joy. A causeless joy. There's no cause for this. It just is. And so Fox very practically is saying, you know, applying spiritual ideas or basically applying law of attraction principles can simply be withdrawing from this false sense of badness, of suffering, of error, and recognizing what we actually are, what actually is. And this is about changing your thinking, or as I like to say, eliminating your overthinking, as I discuss at length in my book, The Joy of Not Thinking. So Fox said, you have thought the error into existence consciously or more often unconsciously. And as we've gone over, unconsciously just means imaginatively. So we've often imagined the worst instead of reality. We've imagined error. We've imagined fear. We've imagined lack instead of recognizing what's always here, which is right now and is inherently good. And then Fox wrote, now unthink it. It sounds like something I would say. You have thought the error into existence consciously or more often unconsciously. Now unthink it. Stop thinking. Don't think. What's happening right now? What's happening right now? Let's get real. What's happening right now? Causeless joy. This is God. And again, you may think this is totally nuts if you're unfamiliar with what we've been discussing. But if you go outside and start jumping up and down and screaming like a monkey for three or four minutes and do it with all your effort and energy, I think you'll get a sense of what we're talking about. And the issue is you probably won't do that. And I know it's embarrassing and I'm not saying that you have to do it or should do it even. But if you do it, if you get really wild or playful, you'll recognize that what you are is not what you think with your rational conscious mind. It's something beyond that. It's causeless and it's good. 
So Fox went on to write in this excerpt, Indeed, as Shakespeare says, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Now, fear, hatred, and resentment are ideas heavily charged with emotion, and these, when added to any difficulty, recharge it with fresh and vigorous life and make it all the more difficult to overcome. Again, the mere rehearsing and thought of any difficulty endows it with new life. Going over old grievances mentally, thinking how badly someone acted at some time, for instance, and recalling the details, has the effect of revivifying that which was quietly expiring of neglect. In other words, if we become more indifferent, less reactive to things that bother us, they fade away. Richard Dott's book, Dissolve the Problem, which we've discussed, explores this in great detail. Fox goes on to write, With a new difficulty of any kind, it is the reception that you give it mentally and the attitude that you adopt towards it in your own thought that completely determines its effect upon you. That is what matters. What matters to you truly is not people or things or conditions in themselves, but the thoughts and beliefs that you hold concerning them. It is not the conduct of others, but your own thoughts that make or mar you. You write your own history for tomorrow and for next year by the thoughts that you entertain today. You mold your own life destiny day by day entirely by the manner in which you react mentally to experience as it comes. Right reaction is the supreme art of life. And Jesus compressed the secret of that art into a sentence when he said, Resist not evil. Resist not evil, spiritually understood, is the great secret of success in life. So we've been discussing non-reactivity. We've been discussing letting go. How to let go of emotions. And now we're looking back at thinking more directly, our thoughts and how to deal with them. These are all tools that we can use to feel better. And as I always say, it's not really about the tools, it's about what they're pointing at. You find the tools that you like to use to get to what they're pointing at, which is always, really, right now. A causeless joy. Or as many of us like to call it, God.